Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And this is the final week of Dudes on Demand Month. I told you we'd get it we this time. Did we did it. it. The last time we finally got their intro right. Fourth time's a charm, That's right? right. That's right. Okay, so this is um, from Brian and Amber in St. Louis. We're going to be doing 1996's The Ghost and the Darkness, starring Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas, directed by Stephen Hopkins. And we're also going to discuss colonialism in movies. Oh, right. But before that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Okay, uh, there was an indie film that I missed out on originally, unfortunately. I, I wanted to see it for a long time, then I finally saw it. Uh, Smoke Signals, directed by Chris Eyre. It's okay. a movie about like uh, two Native American guys who go on a road trip together. Okay. Um, and it's really, really good. I can't believe I missed out on it for so long. I, I'm really ashamed of myself that I didn't see this oh, movie. Oh, you're okay, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when did it come out? 1998. 98? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's um, a little late, but yeah, yeah exactly. You're forgiving. I, I'm, it, right. I finally, it finally got, got around to me, and, and there it was. And it was uh, Evan Adams and Adam Beach were the stars, and they, they both like... Art, they they work character stuff like Adam Beach uh, has been on a lot of stuff. He he I think he was on like SVU for like two years as okay. a detective. But Evan Adams is the guy who's really um, he he's like sort of the second part of the story. But he's my favorite part of the he's he's my his his performance is my favorite. He's okay. he, It's just really good, really funny film, and everybody should check it out. All right, sounds good. Yep. Smoke signals. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie called Jeremiah Johnson. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, our buddy at work loaned it to me. He uh-huh. said to watch it, and it's from 1972. It's starring Robert Redford, mm-hmm. directed by Sidney Pollack, and it's about basically Robert Redford's character, Jeremiah Johnson. Goes to the Rocky Mountains to be a mountain man. That's right. Uh, back in the frontier times to trap beaver and hunt bear and build a log cabin. And that's what he does. Yep. And he ends up getting into all these events happen to him, you know, and you just follow him around. Yes. And um, it's quite a good movie. I, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I, I have always liked that movie. It's it's I, I I don't know how it looked on on the DVD you have, but I remember when I saw it on AMC a couple years ago, it was, uh, it, it was really beautifully shot. You know, yeah, the, the color and it was just just incredible. It looked good. Yeah, um, very well done, very well put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Redford did a great job performing in this. You, I mean, personally, he he's a mountain man himself, really. I oh, mean, he is. I mean, he's the Sundance Kid. He's the Sundance Kid. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they filmed it in his backyard, yep. basically in Utah. <laughs> and yeah, there, I have a little beef with it that he's kind of this Native American killer. Yeah, it's based on that a little bit, but um, right. You know, it was a pretty good movie. Okay. So check that out. Yeah. Now, time for killing other things. Colonialism. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in movies. <laughs> so, Dave, would you want to lead this conversation? Sure. Here, go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, well, we're talking about colonialism here, and now, now, now there are there are, um, there are other kinds of colonialism. There have been. Uh, non-white colonists. In, I was wondering in, in the about world. that. Yeah, there have. I mean, Genghis Khan built an empire. That's the only he's, one I can know, think of. <laughs> he's the one I can think of too. Um, I mean, I, I know that there's technicalities about like the uh, uh, if the Ottoman Empire, if you count that as non-white. I mean, about the um, Romans, but they're the, white. The dudes. Romans are, are are Romans white? They're I, I, olive skin. They're I guess. exactly. I don't know. So who knows? Are, and the Egyptians are technically white people. Um, so I guess. I, so, I mean, yeah. it's it's it, it kind of you know it's it's tough, but. Um, we're talking about European white men. We are talking about, uh, yeah, the Belgians and the Germans and the Dutch and the English and the, you know, the, the people who, who went to Africa and the Far East and just threw their weight around. I mean, you know, we, we, 
we're talking about like and the as as it relates to the movies too and how it's been <laughs> right, portrayed right. um most of the time thankfully in the movies in modern times uh like i guess post 1950 uh co- maybe well maybe not post 1950 maybe post 1970 uh colonists have been portrayed as they deserve to be portrayed which right. is as the villain you know for the most part oh yeah as bad people going in to mm-hmm. someone's place yes. and claiming it as their own correct correct that's not right <laughs> yes <laughs> right and i mean you know colonialism makes us all ill uh and because i mean and, and when people justify it with well but we wouldn't be sitting here doing this if it weren't for that no i, I think we would have been okay i i think that we you know like that's bullshit because i mean society and consumer capitalism as we know it would have still happened but we'd just be sitting in a room in europe right now um probably and, you know the americas would have caught up eventually I mean, they, they, they would have, like, modernized at yeah. some point, and, and it just, you know, might have taken them a little longer, but whatever. You know, it would have just, they, they wouldn't have been two continents full of uncontacted peoples, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it's so, yeah. Uh, and I know you feel the same way, and, you know, we're going to talk about some of the movies uh, that, that, right. that portray this. this right, this. we try to stay away from political stuff we do. Uh, on the show. But only if it pertains to movies, we'll get into it. So right. we kind of brought this up because the movie we're doing, you know, is about building railroads in Kenya. Yeah, you know, so right. it's, uh, right. <laughs> colonialism at its finest. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But we were discussing about topsy turvy. The Chinese tourer comes to England. Um, is it the Chinese? It's the Japanese. The uh, Japanese. Yeah, the Japanese tour. Okay, yeah. the Japanese mm-hmm. tour. Right. And all these English people are like, "Who are these? Like, yes. What the hell is this? Look how strange and funny and." almost stupid it is i know, you know? oh yeah they're, exactly they're looking yeah. down on it as right. like native things right like right the native savage people yes and yeah they, they can't engage with it at all yeah right and in that that movie that gives him the idea to you mm-hmm. know write the, the opera right which uh i guess that's a good look at it though like oh, he's yeah. looking at down upon them mm-hmm. and then gets all these white people to play japanese characters <laughs> in an opera kind of but um <laughs> It inspired this great work of art out of this person, right? Uh, because he appreciated it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and thought it was kind of neat. And um, the other part of, of colonialism that, that is uh, that is in that film, it, there, there's a scene right before, right right after Gilbert is um, is inspired to write the Mikado. Um, there's a scene, just kind of a almost a throwaway thing that's not even part of the plot. Um, it goes on about ten minutes. Cause it's a Mike Lee movie. They just put right, things in a right. Mike Lee movie. Um, three three actors from the from Gilbert and Sullivan's troupe are sitting in a restaurant yeah. discussing because news of Colonel <laughs> of Colonel. Uh, of the colonel's death has reached, you know, in Khartoum has reached right. London. And they're talking about how it's just a tragedy. Um, you know, it, this guy is down there with, with his army and they're fighting the Zulus and they're getting their asses handed to them by natives. As and it as it should be. And, and we all know that this guy, this guy and his army only got what they deserved. And they're talking about it. Like it's a big tragedy. Yep. And it's just a great slice of life from 1885 of white people thinking and, uh, thinking that, that that their way is best. Um, exactly. One of the characters says, "We strive to bring them civilization, and this is their gratitude." Exactly. I, I wrote down a quote from this movie we're doing, mm-hmm. and it's from um, Tom Wilkinson's character. He says, <laughs> we, "We're saving Africa from the Africans." Yes. What? God, that Come on, it, I what mean, kind uh, of gumption? God, I, I know. Yeah, you you, you want to just just God. slap the taste out of this guy's <laughs> mouth? I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dude. it's it's disgusting. Um, and the other movies that, that, that feature a lot of uh, colonialism, um, you have The Man Who Would Be King from 1975. That's a great movie by John Huston with Michael Caine and Sean Connery. 
they go to India and they 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 manage to like steal a bunch of money and then uh, go to a like kind of a, an isolated place and become you know like emperors of this little right. area. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Aguirre, the Wrath of God, which is my personal favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, holy crap! <laughs> I haven't this seen movie. This one. Oh man. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. <laughs> Werner Herzog was was the director of this movie, and Klaus Kinski was his, was the star. Okay. Um, now they they have a a, fa- a famous kind of like partnership of they're kind of like the De Niro and and Scorsese right. of Germany, um, and they uh, except that that Klaus Kinski is a volatile you know like loose cannon of a guy, mm-hmm. um, and and they were I mean. The, the, when they, when when you watch this movie, they are in the Andes and they are filming like on top of a fifteen thousand foot mountain. Okay, and it th- there is no you know, there's no craft services and like green screen and everybody having coffee and having a right. good time. It's it's like they're there, you know. Yeah. Um, and people are going nuts, and it's German people playing Spaniards, which is weird, but you know, <laughs> yes. okay, they, they're still white people. They're <laughs> acting <I> exactly. Guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're going to South America and they're and they're uh, you know doing what colonists do, uh, you know, do. Oh man. Yeah. Jeez. Um, and then you have uh, the other one that I wanted to bring up um, that, that's kind of little seen, but is really, really good, um, was Black Robe from 1991. Never heard of this one. Oh, man. Uh, it came out the same year, same around the same time as Dances with Wolves. Okay, yeah. And um, it, it's it's about uh, colonists going into, the in the 1600s, settling Canada, uh, New France, as it was so called. So the French are coming in. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and, and the main character is this Catholic priest, uh, this Jesuit guy, um, who is uh, trying to convert all the natives. And, um, you know, it th- throughout the, the action of the story, he realizes, you know, how what a folly this is um, after oh, he's, nice. you know. And, and it's it's not all like, like oh, you know, natives are all wonderful people and we should all just, you know, let. Because, I mean, they, they show the Iroquois, you know, like slaughtering people yeah. and, and taking and torturing him at, at certain points. Mm-hmm. But it just... It's it's an effective use of it's it's an effective way to tell the story that that like we we've talked about the prime directive quite a bit you oh, and yeah. I, you know yeah um and, and I, I you know if <laughs> if the world if our world had actually adopted such a policy um, our world would look very much different and yeah. um, maybe we could achieve the utopia that they have in Gene Roddenberry's uh, society very nice very nice thank well, you very well put Dave thank you yes. <laughs> so. Let's take a breather. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break and we'll come back and talk a little more about colonialism and Michael Douglas. Wonderful. Also. So <laughs> stick around, folks.
Welcome back to Dudes on Movies. It is time for 1996's The Ghost and the Darkness. Dave, give everybody a synopsis. The synopsis of Ghost in the Darkness. Uh, this movie is based on the true story of Colonel John Patterson. Uh, he was an engineer who was leading a bridge-building project in Kenya back in 1898. Uh, many of his workers began fleeing from the site uh, due to these mysterious lion attacks. Um, and in the movie, uh, Colonel Patterson teams with a world-class game hunter to kill the lions. And the movie also posits that the lions are hunting for pleasure rather than food. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds like a good movie. It sure does. I mean, my God. You know, I I, I was... I remember when... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, this sounds great. Dude, um... When this first came out, I was like, that movie looks so scary. Yeah. Like, back in 96. I never saw it until maybe a year or two ago for the first time. Okay. Man, I remember seeing the previews for this. Like, oh my god, there's lions eating people. Holy crap. And this, like you said, it's it's based on a real thing that happened. Um, This Patterson guy wrote a book about it, The Mm -hmm. Man-Eaters of Savo. Yeah. And these... Two lions were killing the people. Yes. And in the movies, it's hundreds of people, you know. Oh, yeah. But, it, you know, in real life, it's up claimed to be upward to, like, 30 people were yes. killed by these lions, mm-hmm. which is still not a small number. I mean, yeah, two lions actually just taking that many people out, that's yeah. big. Yeah. yeah. He eventually, okay, spoiler for the movie, but uh, <laughs> he kills them, you know, yeah. they, they die. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you can see these lions in the Chicago, like, field museum up there. And... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, they're just, up there, man. I, I know they are, but but like, <laughs> what I'm I'm like I'm reacting to is that, is that the, the narrator tells us that in the final voiceover. Yeah, that's the dumb. Oh, is that dumb? It's pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah, pretty stupid. God. Oh wow. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he turned these lines into rugs, and then he sold them to the museum later, <laughs> so they don't look good at all. Yeah, I but know. These are some big lines, and they don't have manes. They don't have manes. Yeah, yeah the, the Savo lines do not have manes. Um, even though they have manes in the film, um, I guess they needed to just it's use just like trained lions. Choice, right, yeah, you know? it's fine. Uh, yeah. They did use two real lions in this. Yeah. I forget their names. It's like Buddy... It's like Bimmy and Jimmy. Or Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> They're the double dragons. <laughs> I... <laughs> I forget their names, but they're like silly names, like like Buddy and Champ. Like that's their names or something like that. I I didn't write it down, but researching, that's what I found out. It's Ryu and Ken. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, anyways, Patterson has a wife and a kid, Uh and he gets assigned to build the bridge. So he ships off to Kenya from London, right? And he's an Irishman, isn't he? Um, allegedly or Scottish, yeah. apparently, allegedly, yeah. or American. Uh, who th- who could say really? You can't tell. I mean, yeah. I mean, the because uh, his accent is in and out. Wow, it's it, pretty yeah. bad. Dude. I mean, it's just I, I don't know if maybe they like just didn't shoot it in order, and he had like made aesthetic choices, you know, as he went on. Like, okay, I'm gonna drop the accent. This isn't really working for me. Maybe that's why it appears one scene in non consecutive scenes. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and. Especially up against Brian McCarty's character, who wow, is full yeah. on doing that. I mean, he's a Scottish. He's a Scot actor. himself, exactly. I mean, uh, is, yeah. Oh, he schools them in the <laughs> yes. accent department. I mean, he, he, he's, <laughs> it's authentic. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's it's so weird too that I had no familiarity with Brian McCarty, the actor. Before mm-hmm. we started doing this podcast, now yeah. I've seen two of his movies right, pretty close exactly. together. <laughs> really strange. <laughs> I guess that's the way the dice roll. I know man. it's it's uh, yeah. That's how you when you're building railroads. <laughs> you got to be ready for anything. <laughs> like two man-eating lions oh, and Michael who... Douglas's hair. Also, 
You got to be uh, ready for that. <laughs> you sure as hell do. <laughs> Anyways, he goes out there. On the first night, he kills a lion. Yeah. It's not the two that are the main lines in the story. Not but the ghost or the darkness. It's not the ghost or the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the end. The ghost and the darkness. <laughs> There's two more out there, dude. There's two more on the loose. It's the ampersand. Yeah. And the lowercase the. They're still out there. They're the cubs. <laughs> they kill, so they kill. He kills the. And then all the villagers respect him. Yeah. Like instantly. Oh, yeah. You know? um, which is cool because, you know, if that guy came out of nowhere and killed the lion right away. I'd be like, hey, this guy's good. You uh-huh, know? I sure. trust this guy. Sure. So, you know, they build the railroad, and then two more lines start attacking people. Well, you don't know it's two yet. Right. You think it's one. Yeah. But, oh, no. There's another one lurking on the roof somehow. <laughs> and it kills Brian McCarty. Which sucked, because he was fun to watch. He was a very interesting character. But they didn't even... All right, so these there's another lion attack in midday, I yeah. guess. And these two lions are in there attacking people. One of them jumps off the roof in, like pounces down onto brian mccarty yeah and it's edited so poorly that you can't even tell what's happening he just jumps <laughs> and then like hits him and then it's over by the other line yeah um and they're munching on a guy over there and then it cuts you know after they get him the shoe uh-huh. they uh <laughs> they cut back to brian mccarty and he's mangled man so i don't know i mean if the lion lands on you you i mean you might get messed up but I mean, yet you would be crushed. I think every well, bone yeah. in your body is is done. If it, if it leapt from from fifteen feet up, it weighs eight hundred pounds. There's gonna be nothing left of you. Yeah. Um. I guess you'll look pretty banged up. Yeah. You you would. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'd have you yeah. in the field museum. Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right next to Bimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> That's it, dude. No, we got to decide on some names for these. Lo- I'm, we can I'm, just keep. We'll just swap. Yeah, them. well, Let's yeah, it'll, it. it'll be in and out. Yeah, Ghost it, and Jimmy, exactly. And yeah, Jimmy and Johnson. I mean, and... the double dragon thing is really making me smile. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now I, I, I should say I have seen dumber movies than this. You know, I have seen way dumber movies. Than right. This. Um, but I mean, altogether, I mean, including the theater, I saw five movies this weekend, and Ooh, you know, and too. this one was the finale. You oh, know, wow. So after being on this great <laughs> high, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, the, we're in awards season, so we're, we're catching back up. down. Right. Yeah. You got it. You got to be humbled once mm-hmm. in a while. And the ghost in the darkness, I watched it in two settings. You know, I, I watched the, uh, I had to take care of some chores, you know, I but I fell asleep again. No, I, I did. Exactly. Dave told me off air that this is the first and only only movie yeah. you fell asleep to in the theater. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, okay. And, and I don't know if it's because of the movies, uh, it, it's not that it's the, the worst or most <laughs> terrible movie of all time, but I just know that I fell asleep in it and I was not engaged by the story. Yeah. yeah. At least when I was 18, I wasn't. And, and you know, now that I'm 30 pushing, pushing 40, yeah. uh, I'm still not quite engaged by it. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it a couple years ago and thought it was quite something actually. Did you? I really enjoyed it. Really? I don't know how many stars I gave it on Netflix, oh, but it man. was at least four. <gasps> four stars. Yeah. And I watched <sighs> it the other night and I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I still kind of enjoyed watching it, but I felt like it was just way too long. Yeah. There's, it's not put together very well. No. Um, and Michael Douglas could go eat a dick. <laughs> He's 
terrible in this movie. What he's doing. He's the worst part. He is the problem with this movie. I would agree with you. He is he is a, a he's not good in this. Okay. No. And here here's where I wanted to talk about production here. He's yeah. an executive producer on this movie. I know. And he decided after unsuccessfully interviewing people for the part yeah. that he was just going to do it. Right. And this character Remington that he plays it wasn't even there in real life. He's a fictitious effects. character. They created right. him for yeah. the script. Yeah. Which was the worst mistake you could possibly do. I know. He's a joke. He's he looks like Kid Rock, man. <laughs> and he even says like I'm the devil like to some dude. And, like dude. He comes he's the devil without a cause. He, he, man. I, dude, he is the devil without <laughs> a cause. Exactly. He's, he's right. <laughs> he looks like an album cover. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to him by by him like putting a putting a a, a blunderbuss to uh to to Om Puri's head, mm-hmm. you know as as Om Puri is like leading his his guys like his his compatriots out of the camp. They're gonna like take their their work their labor elsewhere mm-hmm. because they're tired of being attacked by lions. Yeah, and he comes in and he is just such a movie character. He is. I mean, it's his stuff, it's man. right out of like he's doing like this diehard dialogue in 1898. It really is stupid. And then he also has like the, this tribe of Maasai warriors with him as yeah, like yeah. his like cadre. Yeah. They, they need to get rid of that whole thing with the warriors. Because they're only there for the one hunt. And then they get spooked the somehow by like, oh nothing. my God. You, know? you could cut that whole hunt oh my God. out of the movie. What? Why was it there? I thought it was exciting the first time I watched the movie. Okay. Because I was probably a few pints in. Sure. And sure. then <laughs> yeah. the last time I watched this movie which was about four or five days ago, uh-huh. I just wanted to get over with. Yeah. This was stupid. Yeah. I already knew what happened, too, so that didn't help. I was like, this is totally and utterly pointless. The gun switch? It's a waste the, of time, and yeah. that goes nowhere. What? what, what it that was, goes that nowhere. Completely pointless. Yeah. That, that, that. Michael Douglas's character is terrible. <laughs> right. Terrible. And he gets top billing, and he I doesn't know. show up in the movie for 45 minutes. That's right. Because he's executive producer. Well, I mean, he's he's an it A-lister. my balls the wrong uh, way, uh, dude. No doubt, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Val Kilmer was on the rise, man. Val Kilmer was at that time also an A-lister. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was he was uh, an awesome actor. He was an awesome actor. Yeah, I don't think he's as great anymore. I mean, he, he's not he's, even in anything anymore. Yeah, he's really. not really working a lot. He's doing. I mean, he's done a lot of like straight to video yeah, stuff. Yeah, you see him uh, on TV sometimes. Yeah. yeah. The last big thing I remember him from was uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh yeah, um, which mm-hmm. was I guess about ten years ago. Um, is that a John Woo movie? No, it Who was. It was Shane Black. Shane Black. It was okay. Okay, him and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was there very. It was a very good movie. Sounds like a good movie. Yeah. RDJ in there. With, sure. You know, the VK. You know? <laughs> the VK. That's right. Throw a little ghost in there. Some darkness on the side. <laughs> now we're talking. You got a winner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, okay. I don't even know where to go with them because there's like no real structure to this movie. It's just one try to get a lion after another. You mentioned bad editing earlier, yeah. So we can maybe t- talk a little bit. I, I I noticed some bad editing myself. Okay. Um, it was during another lion attack. Uh, it was the one. Where, oh, really? Yes. <laughs> it was the one where the lions like uh, outfox 
um, Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer that like they, they set that trap for them. Which trap or what? It's it's not Val Kilmer's boxcar trap. It's the other one where they where they put a bunch of like blood and stuff outside of the oh, little house in the, in the old hospital. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Outside, and, yeah. Okay. And they moved all the patients to a new yes, hospital. Yes. Yes. So then the lions realize that this is the the, the this is it's a, a setup. Decoy. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and they setup, right. and they go to the other hospital. I'm telling you, man, there are at least 20 lions flying around in this <laughs> yeah, hospital. No, I mean, holy God, what's going on? I mean, you see like just so many patients like like being flung through the air and there's blood and shit dude, all over the place. It's a it's, raptor attack. It is. It dude. is. Lex and Tim are hiding in the corner, <laughs> right? You know, it's amazing. You got ghost and darkness exactly. and you got if and but what, who is and where oh, coming off from the side. This is the st- one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. <laughs> And like, there's all these close-ups of people's faces going. Ah! Yes, exactly. And then getting they're dragged they're, out, yeah, or their throats getting ripped out. And yeah. then, and then a close-up of the lion's eyes, or like a like a, a lion flames the, flickering fl- in their eyes. Oh yeah, exactly. Because they're demonic, you know. Like, <laughs> and and they have like like they're they're not even really doing anything. The lion's face it's just a lion's face, but it's got like blood on its muzzle. Oh yeah. And it's, but it's not it's not roaring or anything. It's just going kind of like you know, it's just it's not it's not being fearsome. It's, it's not being fearsome. <laughs> Even though you're hearing it's it not go, being cute. you know, it's not being cute, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's. It, I guess you. Yeah, I, I I agree. This was pretty poorly edited. Oh yeah, but I do, did like this sequence. Okay, I, I was quite entertained. By okay, it. and it is kind of dumb that the lions are like. <laughs> These guys think we're going into that hospital? Yeah, right. We're going into this hospital. <laughs> we know what's going on. We can smell. We, we can differentiate between dead flesh and, re, and you know, like animated right. sick flesh. Um, and, you know, here's another thing, too, about, about these lions and, and their, their super intelligence. Now, the whole thing with the lion's lair. They're when, smarter than uh, Michael Douglas. Well, most people in this movie are. Oh, you know, the, so there, there's the, but. Uh, Sorry, when, I cut you off. No, that's all right. Go when they go to the lair. And oh yeah, uh, it's it's Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer, and, and they they discover all the human bones that the lions have been collecting. Yes. Now, okay, <laughs> that should be a terrifying reveal. You know, it's like you said at the beginning of the show <laughs> how this sounds like a good movie, and it, it's, when you watch the trailer, you thought it was going to be really scary. Yeah. In a good movie, that. Or even just, let's, let's say it's real life. Let's say it was you and me, and we were the ones hunting these lions. We were in Africa, whatever. Not again. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, we don't need it again, but but, <laughs> let, you know, but let's uh, let's pretend yeah. that we lost our heads and went to Africa again. Oh, yeah. Um, and we made this discovery. Our lives are over. Not because we're about to be killed, but because we have stumbled upon something that upends biology as we know it. Oh, we're psychologically messed up. We're, we're, we're done. Like, our, our, our brains are jelly at this point. And, and, but not with these guys. They just go back to base camp and make a new plan. Well, because Remington's the shit, man. Oh, my That's God. Michael Douglas I, I, is Remington. I, I, tough guy, man, like, like, like Hemingway-esque characters in, in <laughs> shitty movies. Right. You don't need it. I don't need yeah. it at all. Now, you mentioned this scene. Yeah, it should be terrifying. And when you finally see that, be like, oh, my God. Yes. I was like that the first time I saw this movie. Really? I really felt like that. All I right. felt terror. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and about four or five days ago, I said, they're not reacting to this in yes. any way that's realistic No, at no, all. no. They, they, they look a little bit put out. Yeah. You know, oh man. Ew. Oh. Val the, Kilmer, could, I thought he might do a little freak out. 
but sure. he didn't. He stayed right. cool, calm, and collected. Man. He just, just like Doc Holliday. Oh man, you know he, he's just, just, just unflappable. Yeah, you I'll know? be your Huckleberry. That's what he says. He wants ghost in darkness <laughs> to be his Huckleberry. Johnny Ringo the lion <laughs> is standing Ringo. there, but twirling his gun and Michael Beans in those lions. Exactly. Suits. Like, oh yeah, Val's not impressed with Michael Beans. You know, <laughs> poor lion performance. <laughs> This ain't no Wizard of Oz, all right? <laughs> this is the ghost and the motherfucking darkness. <laughs> Dude, get Samuel L. Jackson in there? He could play Samuel? Did you know <laughs> he was one of the original choices for casting? Really? Yes. For who, Samuel? Yes. He was wow. going to be in the film. Okay. Samuel is kind of like Val Kilmer's like number two guy, kind of. Yeah. And he's, he's a native to Africa. Like a liaison between yeah, him and so, the workers, yeah. And he's... He, they should have done so much more with him. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll do it right now. They, All right. I, I wrote down a segment here in my notes called a section, how to fix this movie. Oh, please. Yes. Um, the main problem is you got to get rid of Remington, man. Uh-huh. Michael Douglas's character does not need to be here. No. Because you can take all of the things that he brings to this movie and put it into Val Kilmer's character and into Samuel. Yes. And then make the their relationship something you start to care about. Right. You need to do that. Right. Because... I could care less about Michael Douglas strutting his dick around out here in the jungle. <laughs> and actually make his wife and baby come out there for real, like in the middle of the movie. That might be something that would work. Okay. You don't have to do it, but okay. like make them in danger or something. Like an actual part of the make story. It, make, okay. it, make the stakes higher, man. Okay. Do something. All right. I don't, you don't have to do that. Just fix the Remington problem. Okay. That's the only thing you need to fix. Okay. Uh, and, and edit it a little better. Um, That's it. I, I would be fine with that. And, and okay. you know, like, and with Samuel, it was refreshing to see him last all the way through the story. That was true. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And and I think you're right about, like, because he also grew up in this area, he could have all the same instincts that Remington has. Right. He could have all the same uh, skills and everything. Um, make him just Colonel Patterson's uh, main main dude, you yeah, know, like main. Count- he has a fear of lions, yes, so make him yeah. overcome the fear. He is he is Patterson's conciliary, as it were. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Yeah, you know, let's let's do it. All right, Michael Douglas, you're the executive right. producer. You stay over there. William Goldman, the sequel. You need to work on it and fix it. So, <laughs> oh, dude, at least Michael Douglas does die in this movie. Um, so uneventfully though. Yeah, you don't. It's, it happens off screen for yeah, some reason. Val Kilmer has a nightmare of his wife and baby coming, and they get murdered. This is a total bullshit fake out that they do in the middle of the movie. <laughs> And then uh, he wakes up and Remington's gone. And then he and Samuel find his body in the savanna grass, um, you know, basically torn to shreds. Can I tell you something about that that sequence with yeah, the lady? Yes, please do. Um, please do. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember where it was I fell asleep back in the day. <laughs> but I know that, like, when I woke up, the credits were going. And okay. that was it. Now, I had never seen this scene before. Okay. When it happened... I leapt off my couch, seriously, like physically, because I thought this movie all of a sudden had huge ambitions. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yep. getting the wife and the baby and exactly. it's just mulling the shit. Oh my God. The stakes are really raised. This movie all of a sudden has balls that clank. Yeah, you know, it's dude. like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> no, he wakes up in a sweat in Africa and the whole thing was a dream. But, you know, because we care so much about Remington, his death is so much more important to us. Of course. And so much more effective. Because that's what he goes to investigate after he wakes up, is Remington's death. 
The Great Remington. Oh, yeah, The Great Remington. I mean... Kid uh, Rock solo album over here. Get a fucking haircut, dude. Devil Without a Cause from Charles Remington. That's right. Did Kid Rock have an album called The Ghost in the Darkness? (laughs) Missed opportunity if he did. Uncle Cracker could be on it. Yes, that's right. Oh, God. Who was the little little person, dude? Uh, Joe. It was Joe something. It was Joe something something or other. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really fit into the story, but, you know, either way. I know. Uncle Cracker would be a good lion. (laughs) Definitely. A good lion name. (laughs) Uncle Cracker comes out. So what happens now? I forget what happens in this movie. Um, The bridge gets burnt down. No. No, (laughs) they like the savannah on fire, right? They do. They they, uh, do a scorched earth. Right. Which you see for like three seconds. Yeah. They could, oh, come on. I want to see that field burning, man. They do they it. hardly show it. Like, they, like they discover, like Samuel and Val Kilmer, like discover Remington's body. Then they decide to start torching the field. And as they're walking away, Remington is like kind of just going over to the one part of the bridge Patterson? to invest it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Remington's Patterson. dead. Yeah. Remington's God. dead. Yeah, exactly. Val Kilmer is left alive. Okay. Yeah. We can look at, you know, <laughs> his lovely face. Uh, he goes to over to investigate something and Samuel's walking away. And, uh, like, oh yeah. And the, 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 the remaining lion who hasn't been killed by Remington. Oh, we skipped a whole thing. Uh, Anyways, yeah. We'll Either way. Yeah. Well, well it, he, he, he comes out, he chases him. He, he chases, uh, Val Kilmer down and like Samuel's trying to get him to like, you know, Hey, you know, duck and I'll get him, you know? But of course we, this movie has no balls. We've established yeah. that. So they're not going to have Samuel actually take out this lion. Exactly. Um, even though it would have made logical sense for that to happen, exactly. what, you know, but uh, it's not going <laughs> to happen. And, and what, what you talked about how, what we skipped over. Yeah. We, we did skip over the first lion's death. I don't know if it was the ghost or the darkness or Ryu <laughs> or Ken or Billy or Jimmy or whoever the fuck we're talking about. But, um, I think it was the drummer. It was, yeah. yeah Kid Rock's drummer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, he, uh, like they, they, they build this like sort of assassin's perch for Val Kilmer to sit on. It's, it's a really stupid plan to be honest. I, I mean, it, it makes no sense. And they have like a baboon down there, um, like tied to a, a post that it's like bait for yeah, the lions. Why did they say they, they don't like baboons or something? Yeah. They don't like the screech, the, the, the screech now, of the, the baboon. The screeching of this baboon, I thought added a lot of tension to the scene. Really? Yeah. Because you... I don't know about you, but I, I hear the sound of that baboon. I'm like, ooh, that is unsettling. Just okay. hearing this baboon like cry oh, yeah, no. because it knows it's in danger. Well, like, dude, um, you know, like the, it stands to reason that this this film won an Academy Award for sound editing. I so, can see that. Yeah. I, and also, I like the score a, sure. quite a lot too. Okay. Jerry I, Goldsmith yeah. did it. He did. And, That's true. But yeah, the sound the sound design in this. Yeah. The sounds are good. Oh yeah, it's it's effective. Yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this this little sequence here is like we, we have this you know like pretty realistic squ- you know like squeal of the baboon and oh then you God. couple it with with the the this hawk that flies in from the set of it's Twin Peaks. Fucking owl. Actually. I mean, <laughs> is that what it is? It's fucking from Harry Potter. Like it <laughs> moves sets. Right, exactly. It, it's on the wrong set. <laughs> <laughs> Holy it's shit! It's building this great tension. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, the thing. That breaks the tension is a random owl. It's a, it's a random CGI owl <laughs> that, that that flies in and terrorizes and like gets Val Kilmer off the perch. Expect Jason and the Argonauts to start oh, coming out. Oh, dude, you know? it's, it is the it, it's it's Ray Harryhausen owl. It is, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I was pissed <laughs> when this owl <laughs> knocked Val Kilmer off his perch. Yes, me too. A fucking owl. Uh, uh, 
It's like the lion sent him there or something. How? Like, how would... This doesn't... Ha- There's not even a tree close to you. <laughs> you don't have a, a mouse hanging off your neck. No, this dude. owl would not be lunging no. at you for no reason. And, and it couldn't sneak up on him either. <laughs> and, uh, like you said, where, where was the nearest... Ah! Right, exactly. Comes out at him. Where was the nearest tree? The nearest tree was, was at least, you know, like maybe a quarter mile away. You would see an owl coming toward you. If you're up on this perch... And Remington is in that tree. This is before he dies, actually. Yes. The night he dies. Yes. Because the, the, the remaining lion gets revenge. Yes, he does. Apparently. Right. That, that is, that, 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 that's my estimation. Yeah, exactly. Dude, darkness comes out. <laughs> you kill ghosts, man. Uh-huh. You can't right. kill ghosts. Exactly. Without getting a little message from darkness. He's going to do it for Johnny. <laughs> for Johnny, man. For ghosts, man. <laughs> God... But yeah, it's the most absurd thing. Uh-huh. And then he falls down, and then he and Remington kind of go through the woods. And yeah. it's very foggy, and uh-huh. I, I liked that. Okay. It was nice to look at. Right. Tension, you know, mm-hmm. even though it, the circumstances are completely ridiculously stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Visually, it's a good movie. I like oh, the yeah. visuals. It's, it's shot really well. Seeing the wind blowing through the grasslands yeah. of Africa, yeah. man, and the mountains with the sun and the stars and all that stuff. They get some beautiful pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. But the content mm-hmm. doesn't live up to that. Even even on like the the like the crappy first run DVD that I watched this on, um, you know, I, <laughs> I I I watched it and it was like, wow, this is really uh, some good cinematography. Yeah, pretty good, man. Um, except that like right after I noticed it and I put it in my notes that this is shot really well, there was a a, a really obvious uh, piece of stock footage, uh, like like just <laughs> sort of crammed in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like remember a, what it was? It was like an overhead shot of the of the the build of the building site. Um, okay. And it like, I don't know why it was there, but I mean, it was like something out of like city of joy from like, you know, way back. I mean, (laughs) it was like, it was another movie completely. And and, I mean, I just like was, why'd they do that? I didn't notice that. Oh yeah. They broke it up and it wasn't good. But, and the other thing about like, we talk about the music that's really good. It, It is, it is a pretty good score, except they don't edit it perfectly in places um there were a couple of music cues that i had problems with and one was when when michael douglas kills that first lion when he kills the ghost i guess does he kill ghosts (laughs) he kills ghosts okay uh because kilmer kills darkness kilmer kills darkness and when when val falls off the perch and douglas gets ghost with his with his (laughs) gets off a hip shot and takes him out i swear to god dude the music sounds like the end of goonies Like, what are you doing? You know? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Dude, this this movie could have used little Cindy Lauper or something. <laughs> Dude. Dude I, I, compilation I, I, album. Kid Rock and Cindy Lauper <laughs> doing the soundtrack. It's good enough for me. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been just as much at home as the as the sporadic and spotty voiceover narration that we get from Samuel, just here and there. Yeah, you know, that, that, um, get that out of here. I mean, uh, makes no, you don't need that. No, at you don't. All. No, what you need is Samuel being a little more badass and important to the story. Absolutely, and Remington to right. not even be there. I agree. That's what you need. I mean, if you want to tell a historical story, I mean, it, every time, every time you have historical fiction and and you like, uh, you know, sort of, uh, well, when you fictionalize an actual historical event, you're going to add characters and maybe composite characters here and there, mm-hmm. um, just just for for storytelling purposes to to keep everything moving. You don't. I, 
I, I've never understood the whole thing of like just inventing a character out of whole cloth and making them an integral part of the story that you're telling. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I don't really get it. I mean, there, there's almost no point in doing that if you're going to then say that you're telling a historical yeah, story. Yeah, if you can't make the script work yeah. without adding extraneous characters, yes. don't even do it. Right, right. It, it's not worth your time. It's not worth our time. No, it's not. And it's definitely not worth the studio's budget. You know, they had to pay Michael Douglas, uh, I don't know how much, but top billing. We, we know that A-list stars do not um, come down from their asking price. They never do. It's just not something that's done. Well, you know who turned down this movie? Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and Kevin Costner turned yes. this movie down. Yes. That, that's, they, they knew what they saw. Man. I mean, <laughs> either they have really good advisors or, or they read every script that they're sent. And that maybe that's not even it, though. Because, mm. like we said, it sounds good on paper. Oh, sure. You're right. You're right. I mean, That's if true. they did read it, maybe they were like, okay, there's some problems here. Right, right. I'm, I, oh, I'm, I'm not playing Remington. That guy's a douchebag. <laughs> this guy's going to put out some shitty albums in the future, and I am not going to be a part of that. <laughs> I'm not doing 1898 new metal. I, I ain't ball with the bond. No, no, Down in dude. Africa here. <laughs> dude, but I could see, like, a, a Tom Cruise, you know, getting, you know, Psyched up Tom Cruise down there killing lions. Well, like like Man. like collateral Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that kind of fits. I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to like, and he he could have played he could have played uh, Patterson pro- too. It was probably the Patterson. Role. It probably was. It yeah. probably was because yeah. Val Kilmer was like, you know, he's the Tom Cruise backup. Right. At the time, <laughs> he so. was Iceman. So Even, it makes I mean, sense, yeah, was, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was he was, you know, his like, jet never flew as high as Tom Cruise's. <laughs> right. God. <laughs> and there would have been some shirtless volleyball. He wouldn't too. bust the tower. Like that's his problem. Oh, Maverick! That's right. <laughs> that's I think that's the dumbest part of that movie. <laughs> Maverick! <laughs> that's a guy shaking his fist outside of Odava on aircraft. Yeah, that is really oh dumb. Oh my god! <laughs> Watch Platoon instead of Top Gun. Oh hell if you're yeah! For 1986. <laughs> right. But uh, the very end of the movie, I guess. Um, uh huh. Uh, his wife and baby come and yeah. they don't get murdered. And right, they hug. right, right. You know, happy ending. Right. For all the people in the village. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know. What a happy I ending. The, uh, and you can see the lions in the Chicago Museum. Isn't that. Uh, he's. He, okay, yeah. The, he says, <laughs> and you can see the lions at the Field Museum in Chicago, Illinois, is what he says in, yeah. the, in the voice. And that's the last thing we hear. Yep. How, like That's, if if there was ever any like um, I mean forget about tension. If, if you it, had any emotional oh yeah investment in this movie, no, it's gone it, it's right there. Just just dropped. Like, it's in ruins. <laughs> I mean like they 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 botched the climax, and then they have this weird I mean totally unearned um thing reun you know reuniting with his wife and 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 baby son and uh and then Samuel has. It was that that is some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard written. Pretty bad. Why why would you say in your in your movie and you can see the lions at the Field Museum <laughs> in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois? It's a true story, man. I, I don't know. know. You could have put that as in the Oh, that could have just, just make it a text. The or green the, the screen goes black, you yeah. put that up there. Yeah. Great movies do it all the time. It happens a lot. I mean, at the end of Goodfellas, we found out what really happened to Paulie <laughs> right. and, and, and Jimmy. I mean we we know what's going on. And ghost. In darkness. <laughs> I mean, Ghost was hanging in that meat locker, dude. That's exactly. That was something. <laughs> Him and Frankie Carbone are in the meat locker. 
<laughs> you know, Darkness and Frenchie in the his... trash compactor. <laughs> He's got the garlic with his claws. <laughs> now, Ghost, make sure the razor thin. <laughs> of course, the one. And then, of course, and he, he was an idiot. He went and bought a fur coat for his wife. And he's standing there and Robert De Niro's telling him, don't fucking buy anything. Dude, you remember that scene when The gets made? Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, that's, that's great. Exactly. Man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then Remington and Patterson shoot him. God. Oh, no. Unbelievable. <laughs> Someday, everybody, we will do an episode on Goodfellas, and we will, you know, like th- this will happen. Okay, <laughs> it'll it'll happen. Yeah, we we I think we quote that movie every episode. I mean, yeah, because pretty, we're, we're, and it probably in the episode we'll end up just acting out the entire script, and yeah. and it'll be not much of an episode, unfortunately. Uh, one more thing before we wrap up: the director was Stephen Hopkins here, like we mentioned, and written by William Goldman. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what they have for their credits: William Goldman, The Princess Bride, Marathon Man, Misery. Butch and Sundance. <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, of course. which we mentioned. Yes, yes. Great movies. Uh-huh. Stephen Hopkins directed uh, Lost in Space with Joey from Friends. <laughs> yes. Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Matt Joey LeBlanc, of course. And Predator 2 with Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> These are both pretty bad movies. Yeah, they sure are. This is not a good match here, man. No, not it's not a good match. It's not. Stephen all. Hopkins is is a is a like a, a for hire guy. Yeah, you know, um, just one of these affable studio guys that that helm big productions. You know. Yep. And uh, I mean, I'm sure that the real shot caller on set was Michael Douglas. I, th- I think he was the guy strutting around making decisions. Absolutely. Stephen Hopkins had nothing to do with that. Right. Right. I he mean, he's probably taking over director duties. I, yeah. I bet he was. I, I bet too. Rubbing his nuts all over the. <laughs> God. And, and I mean, and William Goldman also like he he's he's famously uh, in addition to the credits you you mentioned, um, he also is famously like a, a big time script doctor. He's he's been uncredited uh, by as you know in a lot of big movies. Like he has yeah. like gone in and made fixes, fixing and he's, them up. Yep. And he and he's like a, a real resource for film critics and screenwriters. They go to him and just ask him for advice. Yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. Right. But he couldn't fix this movie. Right. So. Well, I guess that's about it for Ghost in the Darkness. Dave, <sighs> would you recommend this movie? <laughs> no, I would. Uh, you know what? Um, uh, no, I, I was about to say, I almost, I came in here with the intention of actually recommending it because okay. I thought it was going to be a fun time. But I, I realized now I did not have fun watching the movie. Yeah. So no, I would not recommend it. I'm not going to recommend it either. I right. thought I was going to recommend this movie also. Oh, okay. not Before we got in here, I knew I was not going to. Yeah. But when I heard we were going to do this movie... Thank you, Brian and Amber. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> thought, hell yeah, I get to watch this movie again, and this is a big controversial movie. Mm-hmm. People love it. People hate it. And I'm going to be able to stand up for the people who like it. Yeah. No, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. I mean, I guess it's a good movie. You get together with a couple friends, have a few drinks, and you yeah. can laugh at it. Yeah. But um, I, I do not find this movie entertainment worthy. <sighs> I, uh, I, I I have... I have they're, they're, everybody in this movie has done better stuff. Agreed. So, so just just see their Especially other stuff. Especially Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Ghost. Um, Ghost is pretty good. <laughs> so that about wraps things up. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our show in iTunes. 
rate it, review it, and share it with all your friends because that's the best thing you can do. Dave, you okay over there? Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're also on Stitcher Radio and TuneIn Radio, and we're hosted on SoundCloud. All the episodes are there. You can also go to dudesonmovies.com, and you can find links to everything you want links to, except Ghost and Darkness except pictures. Ghost and Darkness, right, exactly. I mean, we don't, it, there's it, one up there. Right, yeah, yeah. It'll that's happen. it. Right. You'll get, you'll get one still. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, uh, we are also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can just look for us, Dudes on Movies, and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. And we're engineers, and you know what, uh, you know, an engineer's wife tells us is, you know, you must go where the rivers are. That, that is oh, what, you know. God, I wrote that quote down and didn't use it. Dude. No, uh, the exact quote Did is. Did you really? <laughs> the exact quote is, you build bridges, John. You have to go where the rivers are. <laughs> Thank you, William Goldman. <laughs> yeah, that bridge is burnt. So, yeah, get, get at us on social media. Let uh-huh. us know what you think about Correct. the ghosts in the darkness. Yes. And also, stay tuned. Next week, we're getting back into our regular scheduled programs. Mm-hmm. Dudes on Demand Month is over, unfortunately. But you can still send in requests, and we'll consider them. Oh, yeah. So, next week, we're doing 1987's Amazon Women on the Moon. So stay tuned for that one, folks. <laughs> On behalf of Dave and myself, we are your dudes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>